Hello and welcome to episode five of Free Range Waffles. I'm CJ, and I'm here with my brothers Jeffrey and Billy. Hey. Welcome, guys. It's been a little while since hey, we've talked. Yeah, it's been a little while since we've talked. It's been a while. Um, it's been a while. Just wanted to chat a little bit and see how things are going. First off, how's the weather? Um, well, you would not believe how bad the weather is in Portland. Um, right. We're on the verge of a complete societal breakdown <laughs> because of the, what did it snow? the polar vortex that is yeah. through our city limits. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's making life next to impossible here. Um, you, uh, transportation's been crushed down to like a minimum. Um, we can barely walk on the sidewalks. Like you wouldn't believe. At least um, you can still see your sidewalks. You have no idea how bad it is here. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, we, the we're snow, coasting the snow right now. To, the sidewalks. It covers the sidewalks? It just, it, I mean, it, it covered them. Uh, Even our emergency snow streets had some snow on them. No. And we intentionally. Snowproof ones. Around no, no snow gets on. That's them. terrible. I had to scrape my windshield. Um, the other day when no. I woke up, it was. It was 31 degrees. And, um, Did you cancel school? I, uh, yes, the school was canceled. Um, and I got yeah, a text too. to say that if we couldn't make it into work, um, to, to let them know ahead of time. <laughs> I, I peeked out the window uh, at, the, uh, at the inch and a half of snow. And I was like, man, it's going to be close, but I think I can make it. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Crap, let them, I'll let you know if we live late. Snowflakes. What? I mean, cities of snowflakes. Mm. Cities of snowflakes. Which That's is ironic, like, considering like, they freak out when they see a snowflake. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah school, school was canceled. Was for, yeah, for yeah, sure. For like four days. So it snowed on the first day, like an inch max. And I mean, it was cold. It was like seven degrees. Um, and they canceled school for like four days. Wow. Wow. Because it was cold. I was like, how, what? How's the, <laughs> how's the weather in, uh, in Montana? Yeah, so this morning, <laughs> it's, it's been snowing um, actually quite a bit lately. We, we didn't get a lot of snow until like mid-January, but when it, when it showed up, it showed up in force, and we've got, we've probably got yeah. a of snow outside right now at our house. Um, so this morning, it was negative seven when we got up to go to church this morning, and we had um, oh, some people in Eureka, family in Eureka. It was negative thirty at their house, and in Whitefish, no. it was negative twenty-three. And that's without windshield. That's right? without windshield. Yeah, the wind has also been pretty howling. So, yeah, it is. Um, it was cold this morning. I mean, it still is cold. It's. I think it's into single digits. I think it's. It's held at about a three, but it's kind of dusk right now, so it's probably getting a little chilly. The thing that I don't understand about um, canceling school because it's cold is that we do school inside. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's confusing to me. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a very short walk to the car. <laughs> right. Right. We were Emma and I were having this discussion um, last weekend. Last weekend was not quite this cold, but we had like a big winter storm come in um and they had you know a storm warning don't drive on the roads unless you have to that kind of thing 
but yeah. we had been planning to go to Missoula for the weekend. So oh, we were like, well, well, we'll just go anyway. The forecast in Missoula didn't look that bad. And I mean, we have four wheel drive, so it's fine. Right. So bring we, your max tracks. I didn't bring my max tracks, but it could have. Okay. We took the Forerunner, which has a better weight distribution, and mm. anyway, that's a different discussion. But we we drove and we we got there just fine, and it was fine weather. And then the way back, it snowed like the night before, and it was howling. The wind was was blowing like crazy, um, and we ended up. We, I mean, it was fine. It wasn't really that big a deal. We just drove slow, and it took us a little longer to get back home. But we were talking about that, like it's just kind of part of life, right? And you guys are used to that because you lived up here. Yeah. But the rest of the country was freaking out over an inch of snow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it was cold in some parts. I mean, like Chicago had like, like was oh, colder yeah. than the Arctic Circle. Right. Yes. Like that was cold. It was like negative 50 degrees, not right. including the wind chill. So it was probably right. like, yeah, you would, you would die outside. But here it was just like, yeah, it just, it just cracks me up. Yeah, last week last weekend wasn't that cold. It was just snowy. But this weekend is is definitely cold. Mom mm. and Dad's um, little family update for you. Mom and Dad's oh, yeah. um, water pipes are frozen in their house. How do what? Yeah, the, the water lines in the attic—they're all frozen. So Dad and Jack have been up there. Oh my god! <laughs> let, let me paint the image for you. Allow me, allow me to paint the image. We're off to a great start. Dad has Jack or. Who has now been titled Sherm? Sherm, yeah, why. okay. He, um, that's his new name, Sherm. Yeah, Sherm. I was, I, I think I, I was there when he was, when he was already when Sherm. He was last Sherm. Time I visited. Okay, so Dad and Sherm are crawling around in the attic, laying across the joist because there's not really a great place to stand. They can't quite reach the water lines, but they can extend their arms, holding a heat gun, and point heat in the general direction until it thaws. So that's. That's how they're spending their afternoon today. Wow. <laughs> Are they just like up there with like, like just a hair dryer in the attic or what? It's, it's an actual heat gun, but I mean, basically a so, glorified hair dryer. So the house was built last year. Yeah. The pipes shouldn't have frozen in the attic. Shouldn't they have? I feel like they shouldn't have. Well, that's another yeah. conversation probably. That's another conversation. The no, pipes it's... really shouldn't be where they are to begin with, but... They are there, so nice. Anyway, Someday, if we ever have a conversation about disappointing um, building experiences, then that will be most of our content. <laughs> that will Where, be. Oh, we'll we we'll have that Billy. on as a guest. We did lose Billy. Let's see if we can reconnect. Classic. Hold on. Whoa, you okay? Sounds like you're in a machine gun fire. Who? I'm not on a machine gun fire. Billy. Something. Billy? Someone's shooting at you, Billy? I think his thing is still broken. Oh my god. Hello. Oh, oh wow. Hey. <laughs> he was, that was the <laughs> clearest I've ever heard you there. <laughs> Are you still there? Yeah, oh yeah. I never left. You know me. You no, did you leave. You definitely left. Yeah. No, uh, that would never happen. <laughs> okay. That's fair. Right. Number one number one smartphone in the world. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> number one smartphone <laughs> in the world. Well, 
So there's our little weather update. It's the weather from the boys. Um, what have you guys been up to, Bill? What What have you been up to lately? What's has, what has stood out as interesting lately? Like since the last time we talked. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about <laughs> some things. Okay, that's good. You're in school. Yeah. Um, thing number one, you know, being in school, uh, you know, busy with school, the number one topic I'd like to talk about just briefly is, um, just how much better Stargate Atlantis is than any other show. That's not only controversial, but very pointed. (laughs) I mean, any other show, any other show it's you guys had. It's the number wow. one show in the world. It's got to be. It so soon. It's... You be quiet. <laughs> there were four seasons. Okay. Start. What? Okay. What? What is this? Right. Is it, I mean, I. I think I know what Stargate is. Isn't that? Did, like CJ, a... did you move out before we got into Stargate? <laughs> yeah. Probably. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I may not have moved out, but it's already married. Like thing. five. That's true. I, no, think it was just, I think it was just oh. Billy and I at that point. We were soloing it. Yeah, we, yeah. we were soloing it together. Uh, imagine like a oh. Star Trek. I just Googled okay? it. I know, but, this. I know what this but is. It's, this is it's, it's MacGyver. Yes. Okay, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. seen a few episodes. MacGyver is like Captain Kirk. And they're a U.S. military-based operation in space. space. It's awesome. Well, they're That's not, true. but they're they not travel space. through That's space. That's an important distinction. Okay, but Stargate, Stargate Atlantis is even better. Same, same characters, except for MacGyver trades himself out for this other guy, who's okay. maybe even better. I want That's to stop awesome. you right there. No one, is, no one could possibly apprise that role better than MacGyver. No, I know. I know what you're thinking. How could it be better than MacGyver? But it means exactly the same. So <laughs> he's just, he just, he's just he's a the same person. <laughs> so essentially, the so same. Stargate Atlantis just takes place in Atlantis. It it's if you've watched any of the original Stargate, which I know you haven't, Stargate Atlantis will make like 100 percent sense because it just builds on the idea. But so the the premise is like there's these ancient people called are known as in the, in the show the ancients who were an ancient civilization of humans, and unlike most TV shows where like all the aliens are completely different, almost all the alien races are just hmm. variety of human. We're all just right. human. Because the idea is that they were much. they were all which um, saves on I mean, they kind of all populated through the through the start. Right? Got it. Through the ancients. Yeah, the ancients were like the supreme race. The ancients like all died. They were beaten by this this people. You know about the ancients. You know about the ancient technology in the original series, but you don't find out until Stargate Atlantis like who it is that killed okay. the ancients. So the original was super built around Egyptian so mythology they, and like Egyptian characters, right? So yeah, this yeah, one yeah. just kind of swaps swaps it out for like a new a new like idea. It's a new oh, okay. it's a new galaxy. It's a new team. They go to a galaxy, to the city of Atlantis, and then they get stuck in Atlantis, trying to get back to Earth, exploring the galaxy, fighting the enemies. I of just the find ancients. out that Jason awesome. Momoa is in this show. So good. 
You don't know. Uh, Jason I guess I don't know who that is. is. Jason Momoa is the new Aquaman. Maybe he doesn't come in until later. But I just found out he's in the show, which is ironic to me, considering he is the new Aquaman, who is you know the king of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. So he was practicing. Mm-hmm. He was practicing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never I've never seen no, Aquaman, I mean, so I wouldn't recognize him. him. You would recognize him. Yeah. It's like a. It's like a. Uh, a th- uh, like a dark-haired Thor, who's yeah. always wet, with the scariest eyebrows known to mankind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he might be. Huh? What? No, this his name is Ron Ronon Ronon. Might be Ronan. That'd be boring pronunciation. There's a lot of O's in his name. Ronan Dex. Do you know that guy? Okay, maybe you have. Uh, maybe you haven't met him yet. Maybe I'm blowing this up for you. In which case, I do apologize. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm so sorry. Seasons to go. No, so seriously, you guys, bear with it. It's a 2005, but it is a quality. Is there any evanescence, like music in the background? That would sell it for me. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. Volume, but I'm gonna go with it. Okay. I mean, it's good, man. It's really, it's really a cool All right, show. I'll check it out. Okay. Catherine used to be a huge Stargate fan. More specifically, I think her dad is a huge Stargate fan, but it bled over into her. Um, and uh, so she'll probably oh, appreciate it. Man. Yeah, yeah. She'll, so we'll watch it. It's everything good about the scientific approach to Star Trek, plus everything that's bad about Star Trek. Like Star Trek never advanced. It was just every episode right. was individual. And there yeah, wasn't sure. really a story building. And so in this, you get everything good about Star Trek without nice. everything bad about Star I mean, Trek. That's good. Plus, uh, Jason awesome. Momoa. This yeah, sounds exactly, exactly like a show that I think Catherine will love and Emily would probably hate, CJ. Yeah, it, it actually does sound exactly like that. Yeah. It's a better Star Trek. Uh, yeah. Oh, Emily <laughs> will definitely hate it. Does Jesse no watch question. it? Or is it just, just, just no question about that? Jesse watched a few episodes and I can imagine her not loving it. Um, she she like really can't believe that I like it so much, <laughs> but I do. So, yes. All right. Um, secondarily, and way more okay. important, unless anyone wants to keep talking about Stargate. No, I want to. No, I want to hear what's way more important. No, yeah, I do too. <laughs> um I've been pondering when in my my various readings the uh the mystery of the historic uh the or the, the biblical history. Okay. The... Cuz I, I so the the mysteriousness right. of the Bible in, in historical events. Like, you know, the fact that it's a lot of miracles going on and it's as much as I like to like seek the historicalness, uh, scientificness of it and all that, like there's just so yeah. much unexplainable and that's the way yeah. it's designed. So like the first thing that started me thinking about this was well, like my tendency to find the scientific answer or want a scientific answer for everything, not necessarily in regards to scripture always, but I do like to look for God working in natural ways. So like prime example of that, 
this morning in church, we're preaching, or CJ's preaching through. Yeah, let's clarify. Not you, CJ. Yeah. Pastor the other CJ, CJ Mahaney. Pastor, Pastor Mahaney, he's preaching through uh, Exodus. And today, like, we're talking about the part of the Red Sea and the, you know, pillar of fire and, and the cloud. And um, the pillar of fire and the, the pillar of cloud, or whatever you want to call that, that that represents God's uh, God's relationship to the people and His His leading the people in according to His promises. Essentially, it's the exact same thing that's represented by the star of Bethlehem, mm. minus the you know the birthing of the Savior specifically. But both of them have very a lot of similarities, especially. Um, especially when it comes like to God using natural things like cloud and stars to reveal things. But what's interesting is no one tries to come up with some fancy scientific explanation for the pillar of fire. Right. But they always do for the star sure. of Bethlehem. Like, well, there's one time and they all line, every single planet lined up real quick and then they wish, but like, yeah. that's not I how the story's like written. Maybe some explanation for why we care more about some than others is I feel like, I mean, Jesus objectively, or at least, you know, semi objectively, did exist. He was a real, real historic figure. And so while we assume Moses is right. too, he happened long enough ago that I feel like no one even tries. You know, they're like, oh, that's Old Testament. Uh, you know, religious Bible, we don't need to worry about that. Whereas Jesus, they're trying to kind of give a little bit more yeah, yeah. like credence to. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a lot of that. And there's, I mean, that that is a time in Israel's history, that entire exile, there's like no archaeological oh, right. evidence of. You know, they were wandering. Um, they were yeah, in it's a hard to prove where no one lived. <laughs> Right, exactly, and uh, and so yeah, I mean, there's that aspect of it, but I just thought it was interesting, like why we try so hard to appease the secular uh, 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 pressure on biblical history by right. making it scientific. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I think Luke records pretty clear, like the, the star like descended on the house. And that's yeah, weird. It's just, it's just <laughs> you know, miraculous. Like, like it's a miracle. That's the point. It's, it's not. It's not scientific. God's. So, I think he so many times like he uses his means to. And I don't. I mean, maybe he. Uh, we were talking today. I was talking to some uh, our s- small group about that. Like a, a wind through these mountains that could have divided the Red Sea or whatever is a theory. And it's like God could have used a giant wind to do that. And so he could use his means and natural occurrences, yeah. anomalies, whatever. But that's not the point. Like the point is yeah. that it's supernatural. Uh, I thought it was pretty, yeah. pretty interesting. Because we were looking at the another example of that. Like we were looking at the um, like pre-flood history, and um, <laughs> which is right kind of debatable i've actually been studying <laughs> you know that I mean? all week as well like we I were like started kind of a new like bible reading plan and i've been in in genesis all week in the first 11 chapters and yeah that's kind of where i'm at too <laughs> yeah well okay so not like the biblical stuff being debatable but more specifically like there was a list of um 
like ancient kings in that area that my professor was saying, like many scholars believe there's a list of pre-flood and post-flood. But I was like, well, they would have had to take that list with them on the ark because everything got destroyed. (laughs) Anyway, so like the happened before the flood like we got no idea you know how long people are alive and stuff but i just thought it was interesting like god gave noah designs for a boat right like in Mm -hmm. a boat's a boat you know like we use the same design today because boats a boat (laughs) like it it all looks the same maybe people had boats before then but where they lived maybe not I have a strange yeah, theory about that boats. that I would like to discuss after this. Great. We well, could just well, we'll go for it, actually, because that that whole point was just God miraculously, like he introduced yeah. that to humanity. Well, let me, let me, let me so, address that take it away, first. The reason I think that we always try to come up with scientific solutions to biblical questions is because I think that we have a little bit of, of fear of our secular friends. Um, because we're afraid oh, that, that they're all, you know, men of science <laughs> and that our, our concern right. is that they'll look at it and discredit it by saying, oh, scientifically, that's impossible. And I think that, that what that does, unfortunately, is that it cheapens the quality of our faith a little bit because mm-hmm. we go from being like, mm-hmm. you, you know, we have to have faith in these things. That's the point of, of, of religion. But Christianity has gone to such enormous degrees, and honestly, to degrees that no other religion bothers to go as a result, or in an attempt to, to like, buff up our, our evangelical ability. You know, we're just like, we have to be able to evangelize people, so we have to, you know, put a little bit of chocolate coating on what we believe so that, right. it's, so that it's approachable. And, we have to be um, able to prove it instead of just believing it. Sure. Yeah, but nobody else does that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Islam doesn't doesn't do that. Uh, Hinduism de- definitely doesn't do that. They still think cows are better than us, so right. they aren't trying that hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we do try really hard, and I think maybe I, I, I can't help but wonder if some of that is because for the longest time it was Christians who were coming up with all of these new scientific discoveries. And then all of a Maybe. sudden, all of a sudden, right. science didn't really need us anymore. It was actively trying to, to cut God out of the picture. And then all of a sudden, it was Christians, Christian scientists who were trying to fight back and, and prove God in ways that God really doesn't need us to help prove him. Um, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whether a wind rushed through a valley and split the sea or not doesn't change the fact that God parted the ocean. So, I mean, you could, you could, you could exactly. pick whichever you yeah. wanted. I think God often does use natural yeah. means to do supernatural things, which I think is interesting. But the, the, the point is that Jesus still said a word and calmed the ocean when it was, when it was storming. So it's still, the right. point is that he owns it. Um, yeah. Which brings me yep. to the next point, Noah. I don't think that there had been a boat. I was actually examining that kind of in depth this week. I think that the ark was the first boat. And I also don't, know if there were really oceans um the thing that confused me was that it, early in genesis god uh, it, it says that um there was a mist uh over the face of the earth watering all the vegetation that there was just a like a cloud um yeah. and a fog that was watering everything and it doesn't ever say that that changed um until mm-hmm. 
the rains start to fall in Noah's day and the heavens and the, and the fountains of the deep open, um, which is the, the language the Bible uses. But um, I just thought it was so interesting. The idea, I mean, this is thousands of years between Adam and Noah. People lived a thousand years. So it was, it was many generations, I mean, by our standards, between Adam and Noah before, if this is the case, before it ever rained. What if yeah. it didn't rain until, you know, 3,000 years after the creation? Because that could have kick-started the whole, uh, you know, water cycle on our planet very easily. Once you have that much water, it has to go somewhere, and then it begins that cycle. But it yeah. might not have before that, which is why no one had ever seen a rainbow, which is another explanation of why, you know, of God using natural means to do supernatural things. We right. can explain rainbows, but... <laughs> Noah was but obviously, it, like, surprised to see it. Right. And it says that God put it there as a sign yeah. of, the, of a promise. So, I mean, but, but you're right. We can explain that scientifically. Yeah. And it's kind of one of those things that almost can't not happen. You know, like, I mean, if, if the sun is shining when it's raining, you will see a rainbow. Exactly. It's, somewhere. It's, that's like basic geometry. Like the, the, the geometry yeah. of light through water right. does that. So that was my thought. I wondered if that there had never been rainfall before, before the days of Noah, which would vastly change whatever pre-flood culture looked like. Yeah. I've I heard mean, that theory before. I mean, I don't, know how you, I don't know how you would prove it, but I've heard it before, and it is yeah. interesting. Everything, I mean, honestly, there's several, <laughs> I would say, a, a large number of books in the Bible that you kind of approach with that. Well, I don't know how you can prove it, but... Uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, especially pre-flood, you know, because like <laughs> nothing survived. No yeah. history was written at that time. You know, it was inspired and written by Moses yeah. way after. Um, right. Yeah, that that you've probably heard that theory, Jeff. With I think it's the what's the no, word firmament? Is that the word? More more terrible theory of the yeah moisture. firmament apparently is like the idea that we live inside of a globe and that there's like a like a harder like crust of the heavens it's like an ancient ancient theory that like some that some like oh, uh, gosh. like hebrew hebrew what's the word I'm looking for i mean the the topical word would be like crazy people but more specifically <laughs> like super super mystics <laughs> hebrew like mystics believed in the idea of this like yeah. literal like solid dome and all the stars were just holes in the dome um and oh, that the dome broke during the flood and uh, let all the water through it's kind of the idea of like explaining why there was water before the earth you know in the creation story which is probably just a really strange linguistic thing that we don't get to know the meaning behind <laughs> yeah but the yeah, firmament's well, okay, a weirder so idea. The yeah. other theory that I've heard. So, but the firmament is a word that's used in translation of. I think it's the word "face of the waters." I'm oh, not positive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but right in like the King James version and NASB maybe, and um, anyway, super interesting because that that uh, that other theory is that the there was a greater that mist is the idea of firmament that there was just a greater 
um, like in the ozone, like a layer of moisture in the atmosphere and that layer of moisture, like they, they, speaking of explaining <laughs> things, by the way, they, uh, they, they link that moisture in the evaporation of that, the breaking of that, the corruption of that, the fall to mm. the lifespan. I think like that moisture prolonged the life of humans yeah. or something. Well, and, and this is like, it's interesting that we are sitting here kind of trying to explain. Something. Yeah, we should stop. <laughs> we just talked about yeah, that. Yeah, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but I actually think, I think another reason why we do it is we want to understand. Um, yeah. We want, we want to be able to comprehend yeah. that. And I think that's actually kind of, um, I don't know, this isn't a fully developed thought, but I think ultimately that's kind of the ultimate cause of the fall, isn't it? Um, like we wanted to be able to understand. We want yeah. to understand good and evil. We wanted, wanted to understand God and understand things like God. Yeah. So I think that's kind of something that's just wired in us. We want to know, which is, I think, part of – or we want to know and we want to therefore kind of have control over things, which is maybe why religion is always so hard or so foreign. Like it takes a conversion to be, to be involved in a religion. I mean, whatever it is, but I mean, that's how we usually converted to something. Um, I don't know, not a fully developed thought, but yeah, it's just interesting just hearing all that. Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, Oh, I was going to say, I think religion isn't foreign. I think religion's like a necessity. Um, I think it's the idea of like a a changing belief that, that ends and in something other than ourselves or better than ourselves or, or different. I think that's, what's kind of harder for us to accept. Yeah. Um, yeah. But again, we sh- we'll have to discuss that later when we've, when we've thought about talking about it beforehand. Yeah. No, that would be, a, that would be an interesting topic. Yeah. It's interesting. Oh, one last stop before we move on from Genesis. Um, no, you don't get to, cause I have one, one last, last thought, but you go ahead and give a second blast. We could do it in either order. I'll well, get mine first. No, you give so your I have first. this thought while reading through Genesis. <laughs> um, and, and we can, and we can cut this. Oh, I should have cut this out later if it gets too long. But um, the idea that um, so I, I, Cain and Abel was what I was looking at. Cain and Abel, and um, how God has obvious requirements of them to perform sacrifice, um, which is interesting because at that point in the story we don't know anything about sacrifice. If we were reading this as a third party in the ancient world, sacrificial law has not been introduced. But obviously, we're reading this from the perspective of of the Hebrew people many centuries later, who obviously do have a context of of sacrifice and even clean and unclean animals, which is a term that uh, is used in in Noah's uh, account or the account of Noah, rather. Um, But the idea Mm -hmm. that um, they they were clearly instructions because when Cain didn't follow the instructions, um, God dismissed his his offering. Um, so he clearly knew what he was supposed to do. He just didn't do it, which led me mm-hmm. to wonder, like, you know, God didn't clearly lay down the, lay down the rules. Um, so it's interesting that he enforces them. So, um, so sternly. And then I had the realization that there actually has been a sacrifice already in scripture at that point, And that is the death of the animal in the garden. Um, the first, yeah. the first yeah. recorded thing to die died as a result of adam and eve's sin in order to physically cover them which we know is obviously a 
like a, a, a picture of Christ to come. But at the same time, it's also an interesting idea that I, every, every, every culture who recognizes uh, the presence of, of God or gods, any culture who, I mean, and that's for a long time, that's all the cultures, everyone needed to, to worship. Everyone recognized the existence of something. But I wondered if it wasn't the, like, for lack of a better word, the trauma of watching this animal die in front of them for the first time mm -hmm. um, that really shaped everyone's need for the rest of history to spill blood on the behalf of gods in order to, to kind of dissuade the wrath of gods. Um, because everyone has, everyone kind of has recognized historically the need for bloodshed to appease, to appease wrath. Um, and I, I don't know. I just thought that was very interesting that maybe that was that. I mean, honestly, that was the first sacrifice we see. It was an, op an example of God sacrificing to himself, um, which is the theme we obviously see later again. But anyhow, that was the thought that I had. Hmm. Billy, please conclude this segment of our podcast. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um <laughs> Well, I was just, I, I think that's super interesting, Jeff. I thought about that before too. Um, but my comment was back to uh, CJ's comment earlier about the fall and the desire to yeah. understand God. And I think uh, God created us innately to understand him and with the purpose of understanding him, seeking to understand him. And the fall was just a twisting of that. It wasn't to understand him, but to put ourselves on equality with yeah. him. And uh, so, I mean, I think, that, and that's the temptation in seeking to understand is that we, we seek to understand too far. We seek to, you know, make, make, you know, yeah. create things that were not in God's plan. And, um, but the desire to know him, I think is, and to understand the mysteries of him is innate from creation, I think. Yeah, I guess that's, that's probably true. Yeah. And with that random segment um glad we had this talk <laughs> yeah it's good thoughts i want to i just like again this is kind of part of the reason we created this podcast is to stay in touch and see what, right. what you guys are thinking um so that's that's good um what else is going on in your mm -hmm. life and stuff like that so yeah so jeff what's going on with um you? i mean we, we talked a little bit about it. I wasn't going to talk about what I've been looking at, but now we did it. Um, my question is going to seem in we comparison really boring um, or just really off topic, but that's okay. It's just cool, a different kind of question. Uh, <laughs> um, to, answer, to answer your question. Because you're a different kind uh, of guy. <laughs> been up. I, I'm taking the month off of, off of uh, writing taking the opportunity to do all of the reading okay. that I have been neglecting for the last long time. Um, I uh -huh. have a book list set up for, um, for Black History Month, which is the first time I've ever done anything for that, for obvious reasons. Um, but I thought Sweet. that it was a, it was a great <laughs> idea living. Could you not? Could I wear it for something? Like... Is that what you said? Well, yeah, what's obvious about that, Jeff? Yeah, maybe well, I just... lived in Kalispell my whole life, so... Um, up until recently, I thought Black History Month was what? unnecessary <laughs> because that seems to be the the perspective. What? Why? Because you grew up thinking racism uh, wasn't real? Everyone in Kalispell thinks racism isn't real. 
Just because exactly. we don't know anyone. We don't have it's an opportunity white. to confront it. And so the Fox News perspective is, why would we have a Black History Month? Why do they meet their own <laughs> month? I thought everybody was equal. In other news, police shot a guy 39 times. Um, that's, that's my Fox News um, no way. impression. Um, but anyhow, all that to say. <laughs> that was like local news for Jeff. Down the block in Portland. <laughs> Police chase the guy <laughs> on bicycle. <laughs> the police are on bikes, not the guy they were chasing. Yeah. <laughs> right, 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 of course. Anyway, uh, that's what I've been up to. Not a ton. Um, Catherine has been uh, collecting plants, um, which is fun. We have, okay. we have lots of plants now, which is great. I've been helping her. That's what she wants me to say. She's looking at me accusingly. I've been helping her. <laughs> Today we potted plants, which was fun. Um, you, you need a pot? Harry the pot what? plant. <laughs> you got a pot plant? Nothing. No. We don't have any pot plants. No, I said. I just said. I said Harry the potted <laughs> yeah, plant. I get it. Thank you. Speaking of which, CJ, you are naming your son Fletcher, right? We are? Yeah, that's what I heard. Well, Lauren first Fletcher. of all, we don't know that it's great. a son. It could be I a do. daughter. You still don't know? I was I was know. hoping that you would tell me just now. No, they we don't, don't know. We don't know. When do you find out? I mean, how isn't she like yeah, super pregnant, pregnant right now? But um, I mean, I guess she's fully pregnant. I don't know how that works. Yeah, she's fully pregnant. I'm confused she's by the wording of that. But yeah. she has fully to be pregnant. fully pregnant. Um, <laughs> when does but, the fullness of pregnancy begin? Um. Yes. Consent. All right, let's move on. Anyway, um, so <laughs> we don't know if it's a boy or a girl yet. We Fine. will find out here in a couple weeks, and then Fine. I will Sweet. I will let you know. Let me know what you name him. Yeah, um, <laughs> our father has named him Fletcher. It's our father Fletcher. being our, our physical dad. Yes. Not like God. Unless God spoke Correct. through dad. Not our no, that definitely didn't happen in this case. <laughs> That's not charismatic. Are you charismatic? me, on the other hand, God, I could get a yeah, word any time now. Welcome to the Southern Baptist Convention. That's right. Southern Grace. No, 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 no. That's, are you kidding me? Yeah, bro. Anyway, um, what, was the, what, were, what were we talking about here? Uh, I have a question. Okay. Here's my question. I need you guys to get ready. I need you to have open minds. You ready? Oh, yeah. Here's my question. The zombie apocalypse starts now. What are you going to do? Gosh. Easy. Flip in and go back to one. Okay, well, that's that's (laughs) the question. Okay, so I asked a coworker of mine the other day, and she she was unprepared in every way. Um, I asked her what she would do if the zombie apocalypse began right now. And she said, oh, that's easy. I'd go back to Hawaii. And, and I had some questions. I said, <laughs> um, how would you go back to Hawaii if the zombie apocalypse began? So she gave me her plan. It's terrible. She was going to go to a sporting goods store and get a bow and arrow. I asked her how many arrows she was going to get. Oh, and she says, said 10. As though that seemed like a Hunger reasonable games. amount of arrows. <laughs> yeah. She thinks she's Katniss yeah, I mean, or something. She shouldn't think that. No. Um, yeah, she's. I know. Yeah, she smokes way too much pot and is a dance major. So she 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 shouldn't think that she's Katniss. 
at this point. But um, she's light on her feet. Uh, yeah. Or she's Maybe. at least high on her feet. She's very, I mean, yeah, she thinks she's very light on her feet. Um, but anyway, she, she g- gave me this very poorly structured plan on how she was going to sail alone back to Hawaii from Portland, by the way, which <laughs> is not on the coast. <laughs> um, but I just, it just, I thought, why not? Let's talk about that. Billy, you're in a new city. How, what would you do? So I have um, all my backpacking stuff is in a bin nice. in my living room right now. It just by coincidence. So first thing I do is I grab my my hoodie, and I would grab. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, I would grab my computer bag and my of holy course. bible. Of course, I, why not? And I would grab my bin and I would okay. take it to my car. Okay. With my wife. Next thing is I would do is I would have called my friend Hudson. I would save him because here's the thing. I got to get out of, get off of campus as soon as I can, because no one's allowed to have a gun here and That's I need fair. guns. Wait, no one has a gun here. Actually, it's probably not a safe. I mean, I have, a, I have the only like machete <laughs> probably on campus. So <laughs> I'd actually, we'd actually be all right. Wow. <laughs> I mean, well, on the one hand, that's um, good because if know, zombies just... were all other students, you'd obviously have an upper hand. I'd have an oh campus police though; they have guns. I gotta get off of campus; okay. they'd be the first to go. Probably because the students are all salty at them for like giving them parking tickets, so they wouldn't like give them shelter from. I don't know what's gonna happen. I would get my stuff, get out of here, call my friend Hudson, go to my friend Jordan's house. I know Jordan has a gun; he lives nice. right off of campus, and I'd get Jordan and his. Katie, because we have a mom soccer soccer mom car, and then I think I would drive straight for the okay. hill country, which is because I want to get off, get out of here like ASAP before the traffic and everything zombie apocalypse. Like you're not gonna be able to drive out of town real okay, soon. Okay, so you're assuming that you block. just knew before everyone else. Um. Yeah, and if I didn't, I'm confident I have one of the only cars in Kentucky in Louisville that can drive off road. So That's I would great. just skip the highway. Um, nice. But once you are in the uh, hill country, hill country is like tw- twenty minutes from here. Stay. Are you just gonna live in your car? Hope you don't get I surrounded. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I have it. I have two tents. Okay, tents but tents are zombie backpack. Yeah. Okay, but listen here. I would make my way. That's actually good. I was just, this is Plan B. I was thinking about. Um, I would just make my way up the highway. Get, I would go toward uh, west. Get, get as far away from Chicago as I can before moving my way up. I want to get into Wisconsin and then and then bump over into uh, Minnesota and uh, the Dakotas because it's so flipping cold over there. Highways be empty. There's like no towns. And uh, if you're in a car, you're good. If you're a zombie, you ain't gonna make it long in outside in the snow. And then from there, I'd make my way back to Montana, where we can go hide right. out in the mountains. Where I assume you'll meet CJ, because he has a pretty pretty easy plan, I'm I, sure. I would I would be assuming CJ would be like hiding out in Glacier National Park or something with so a bunch of guns. I, I feel like there are really four basic types of people in a zombie apocalypse. And actually, before I really get into that, you need to think, you need to think about this. What kind of zombies are there? Because we don't really know what to expect. Sometimes you have these slow zombies that 
are really not that scary unless all of a sudden there's like a lot of noise and then they're like, oh, wait, what? And then, you know, then they do things. Yeah. Or you might have some that are like stampeding and like, uh, what was it? Yeah. Uh, are we talking like World, World, World War Z, Z or like the Walking yeah. Dead? Because those yeah, are really exactly. different. Totally different. But in either case, I think my plan would still hold up true. So I feel like there are really three different types of people, and I want to be the fourth. Wait, 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 wait. Before you, before you continue, sure. can I just say something? I feel like my plan wasn't sure. great. Can I just add one more thing? Okay, end goal is to get, like, all the stuff you can and get up north, okay. as far north as you can. If this is an aerial virus. If it's anything, the colder you go, okay. the better your Let's chances. Let's say it's not aerial. Let's say it's direct contagion. If you get bit, you get lit. You know what I'm saying? Far north would still be right. better. So, and I'd say again, the colder, sure. the colder, the better. So I'd find the and then we go work our way up into Canada and get out of the heck are out we of saying it, or these, into Let's Alaska. just say that these are like intermediate zombies at best. They're not like slow walking, like like yeah, walking way, dead, but they're not like trap setting. I am legend zombies. Okay, so so. Can they, are they smart zombies? Can Let's they like no, drive for cars? For the sake of the story, they're for dead. the sake of the question. I mean, yeah, they can bikes, bike, but they can't drive. They don't have any driver's licenses. Dude, you're. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, they'd have to get. They'd have to get they off the bike, bike to cross nowhere. the train tracks, dude. <laughs> okay, so here's here's my here's my theory. So you either have the person who who freaks out and just decides, okay, we need to huddle in a group and we need to stay with people. And they just kind of become part of the whatever community right. forms, and then eventually the out or the the virus breaks out within the community and they die. But they've lived a decent life. And then you have the kind of person who says, "Well, heck with all the other people. I'm just going to go off on my own." So they take their belongings and they they disappear into the wilderness, yeah, the and they probably die of the elements before they actually die of the zombies. But either way, they're alone and they do eventually die. Uh, and then you, and then you have a third person right. who is like a leader type mentality and he says i have to protect as many people as i can yeah. so he's gonna go and he starts to be the exactly. leader and then he ends up wearing himself out with all the drama of handling people and eventually the contagion breaks out within and everybody dies and either he dies or oh. he just lives his life as a miserable human being because he's just he's under pressure of I would, handling people I, would like to be- I want to be number wow. four okay here's number four okay Number four is the leader tip mentality. Okay. He decides to help um, yeah. help his community, help them grow. But inevitably, we know what's going to happen because we've seen it in every movie. Something, some, some other person thinks he's a leader mentality, tries to overthrow the whole organization. Turns out the virus contaminates everybody, and then it's this huge chaos. And you know, inevitably, the heroes going to die or lose something important to himself. Before all that happens, do your time, help the people, help the group. When things start turning south, you always have a backup plan. The backup plan for me is I have my rooftop tent, I have my truck, I can go places. Uh, My roof or my tent is up off the ground, so unless it's an exceptionally smart zombie and can climb a ladder, I can. For the most part, sleep in. Come on, come on. The ladder's only five feet off oh. the ground. It's like it's like yeah, six feet off. Yeah, the come ground, on. Okay, but here's the deal: I can go off on my own, but I've already <laughs> maximized my time because the key to this whole thing is to live the longest, right? It's not really 
you know, like stay alive and thrive and repopulate the earth. Let's just stay alive longest. Speaking of repopulate the earth, when you keep saying I would go off alone, are you leaving your wife and child? Well, no, of course not. I know. Where is Fletcher in all this? Yes. Um, Fletcher. Are you raising Fletcher to be a zombie hunting, like, super assassin? It all happens pretty quickly. If the zombie apocalypse happens now, Fletcher's safe for at least, like, four more months. Oh, right. That's ideal. Let's wait until all the hospitals are exploded. No, we'll do this the old-fashioned way. I'll just boil some water, and then the rest of it will happen. Yeah, you just keep the water warm. Yeah. (laughs) Give me some rags. Seems like that's the way it goes. Yeah, that's all you need. Maybe some whiskey to just dramatically swig. Yeah, exactly. Emily will need some whiskey to dull the pain. Exactly. I feel like nothing could go wrong. Yeah. So... Emily and I will go off alone. And, of course, we'll have our core group of friends who are sensible. We'll have the family. I'd actually like to know who your core group of friends are and whether or not they're even worth bringing. Um, I can't tell you who that is. Because you better know where you're going to be because I'm coming for you. You better at least, like, text me where you're going to yeah. be. Cause... Well, obviously, wherever CJ winds up, we need to find him because I that's text where you. I'm heading, too. But cell towers aren't going to be working, so I'll have to leave other signs. Well, that's why we're talking about it, because now we can agree on where to meet. Hmm. We can just figure it out now, so that we don't have to worry about it later. I think no, I think screwed, I would. Bro. Uh, Dude, I'm dead. not dead. I just have to hope that the zombie apocalypse happens in the winter, and then I have all the roads to myself. I'm the only one getting out of here. <laughs> dude no one can drive in the snow i have a i have a clear shot to montana no one between yeah. here and there i actually do because there's not very many big cities in between you no, it's a straight and shot Montana. i mean, and like, I mean get a little sketchy in spokane but we can make it work because my problem is like i have big cities yeah, you're too all, close to all, Chicago, all sides you're, you're dead yeah oh chicago lexington like all uh uh Tennessee, right next to me. City, you know, it's yeah. like no matter where I go. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was Nashville? trying to remember what's. Thank you, Nashville. I was like Memphis. Was like that's no good. I think uh, I think anyway, I would go around it. to the Hungry Horse Dam. I would actually camp near the reservoir because you would have. Dude, you know the people there are like just yeah, as dangerous as zombies, you, right? You could count on. There's that. plenty of there's plenty of land. You can hide. You can go places. There's water. There are yeah. little islands. I mean, out technically, on the, the dam would would provide sustainable energy. So sustainable energy, actually... and in in the case of an extreme disaster, you know, the entire you valley can blow is... the dam exactly. And then oh, I can just kayak. I can just <laughs> we'll just build a little boat and we'll just ride the wave all the way through Missoula. Wow. Yeah, Jeff, let's not meet up with CJ. We're going to meet someone else then. I just want to know how CJ plans to blow this gigantic dam. All you got to do... I was thinking, like, all you got to do... Mountains. Okay, look. Obviously, we're going to go into the middle of the mountains, okay? There's tons of land. What the heck were you saying? But in a worst-case scenario, you can blow the dam and then go into the middle of the mountain. So you're going to wipe out all the threats for miles around, and then you're fine. That's what I do. (laughs) It's a pretty good plan. But you also don't need to blow the dam. All you need to do is just widen one of the holes just enough so that the water erodes the whole thing away. 
Nice controlled leakage. Because as everyone, <laughs> I'm not even going to touch that. Just leave it. Um, so the problem with going into the mountains, just as a general idea, is that there's like, you know, mountains are famously hard to live in. That's why nobody lives there. Indeed. There's, you got you to gotta be sheltered from the elements and the zombies. So what's the, what's the, what's the goal here? Well, the goal would be to... I, I feel... What? Say it again. Mountains. I mean, you could live in the mountains. Yeah, you can. You could. It is possible. Or like, how about the middle of Wyoming on this plane? Like, you could live there. That's and true. Nothing's Find there. a plateau. I say, I say the Midwest is like perfect. What? I think the Midwest is perfect. I changed my mind. I wouldn't want to go to Canada or Alaska. The winter would be too brutal. Like, it would actually suck. That's fair. Um, Okay. I think you could do just as good in, like, Kansas. Yeah, but is it even worth living? No, it's not. (laughs) Okay. I think Wyoming is not a bad idea. You just get on top of a plateau. You got plenty of, 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 like, you can see forever. Get your your people up there. You know? Get get your people up there. All you have to do is contend with the wind. Which would make it hard for helicopter evacs. But it's okay because I don't know a pilot. And if you got horses, helicopter. I mean, you could just go full-blown cowboy western, like cowboys versus zombies. Oh, that'd be pretty so lit. Would be. So, so could you put together a oh, team yeah, totally. for us? Like, find some people, you know, I mean, we can all shoot. Heck, we play Xbox. I mean, you guys were on the team, Montana. but then you moved away, so I replaced you. It's uh, okay. Don't worry about this it. This is called we'll networking, CJ. Like, networking. Get an electrician. Get a, get, a, get a nurse or whatever. You know, get some people on there that have skills, like, and people can do yeah, our wiring for us. And that way, when we go into the generator, we can like fix it up and power our house yeah, in the John Krasinski mountains. style. Make sure that there's some uh, some electrical engineers there. Right, right, right. I'm actually exactly. fortifying our house right now. That's why the remodel <laughs> has taken so long. I got it. Uh, oh, everything is steel plated, and it can all seal up and be. Completely... Make sure you insulate the pipes in the ceiling. Oh, I don't. I don't have pipes in my ceiling. Nice. That's great. I guess. Yeah. So, actually, I think I might hang out here because there's actually tunnels that go underneath all the what? buildings on campus. Yeah, yeah. From like the 1800s, and then there's tunnels that lead supposedly. Tunnels that lead three blocks out of campus underneath Al Moeller's house. And he has this big house on his property. So I feel Have like that wouldn't be a good these deal. yet? No, no, no. You can't go down there. It's off limits. You can get kicked out. One guy did, however, get expelled at one point because oh. he was down in there. Was this like part of the Underground Railroad or what? They're like... You have to like... Oh, Jeff, I don't want to talk about the history of... Yeah, I guess yeah, let me rephrase. It definitely wouldn't have been part of the Underground Railroad. Could have been. Uh, <laughs> no. No. Been. Could have been. That's called. That's called no, revision. <laughs> you know why we're called Southern Baptists instead of just Baptists, right? Anyway, um, CJ, I feel like you would be the safest because there's only like twenty thousand people in the valley you'd have to fight off. 
Yep. Easy. Just break Not the a problem. <laughs> I think you wouldn't even have to go that far. Actually, you're right. Because everybody, everybody I talk to says, that. "Oh yeah, just go to Costco. They have concrete walls and tons oh, of food." Oh yeah, you know so everybody would go to Costco. Costco. All, well, that but that's going to be the new hub of the yeah. hub, right? Because that's where everyone's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. First thing you want to do, if if things get tough, you want to keep one like big bomb, and if you're getting tracked, you just drive by, blow the door to Costco, and drive away, and then they'll be busy yeah. for a while. And you can get See, out. I actually think it would be better to go and stay at a place like Lowe's or Home Depot, because they have the building materials to barricade yourself in. You could build an entire structure within the structure and then a structure within that structure. Yeah. One week and later, then, when you run out of Mountain Dew and you uh-huh. starve to death, you'll wish you were in Costco. No, obviously, <laughs> you'll find other food. Where? You just said you're going to barricade yourself in. Well, you want to get out of town ASAP. That's, no, I don't think you, so. Everyone knows that. I don't think so. CJ, no one's going to take the building materials. So if you leave town, let everyone die in town, go back There's to town, and take the building town, materials. They yeah. follow you. No, zombies no, have don't. to start they're to death. They they're already dead. You have to shoot them in the head. What kind of Bill, if zombies can starve to that's death, not, then that's you not only true. have to survive a month, and then you're good. Mm-hmm. This is long term, Billy. Yeah. Walking Dead's been on ten years. Okay, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's the same zombies. I know. Yeah, because they just continue to to rot, but they're still like moving. I don't know. Okay. All right. In the spirit of fairness, I'll say the zombies can just live eternally or whatever until you blow okay. them all up. That's okay. fair. Break the dam. Break Release the dam. The river. It's yeah. my Treebeard voice. Treebeard. Treebeard. Cool. Well, I just hope yeah. we can all be together if when it happens. happens. When it happens. I'm a little worried about my plan. I mean, if it's not winter, I mean. Because if it's winter, I'm good. Um... But if it's not winter, I have an axe, which honestly I think is probably more dependable than a gun because guns run out of ammo real fast. And then they're useless. They're not even sharks. You're like longboarding fast past them at 22 miles per hour. And they'll think you're That's so cool. That's actually not a bad idea. People here do have a high respect for cool people. Like nice to- Isat's going to be fine. He's just going to put on his glasses and he's just going to like booster board right out of I'm, it. I'm kind of wondering if, um, you know, one, one tactic Jeff could use. I don't know exactly how this would affect zombies, you know, if you're already dead, but I would think pot has the same effect on people. I mean, it's just kind of a relax, you know, relaxing thing. So you could just gather everybody's pot in your apartment complex and just right. light a huge smoke fire and, uh, and just like carry a torch with you and just kind of like hold it out like bees or something. Just like calm them down. I wow. feel like that could work. But if that, if that would work, oh, then we would already be fine because they would already be smoking. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're going to have a lot of that anyway. That's true. See, I kind of have two plans. Do zombies retain any personality? I'm going to say like, no. The previous slides? So that this doesn't just... go on longer than it needs to. Okay, but they're still yeah, far I guess. Right? Like if I were being chased by zombies in Portland, I would just like see someone else running, and then I would like tell the zombies that that guy's a homophobe, <laughs> and then they'd all go after him. Well, I just actually had the thought that if if that was the case, half of them are vegan, so you don't have to worry about those ones. 
Yeah. Oh, so true. Yeah. Although the other part of me wonders if, as, if a vegan zombie doesn't have twice as much rage as the rest. Maybe. And if those aren't the ones that really you have to worry about. Like, they haven't Maybe. had meat in, in 40 years. They're desperate. But they're not very strong, <laughs> so it's okay. That's fair. Um, I, I have plans. One is to escape, and that's uh, in the middle of winter, so no no complaint the other one is to is to stay in case the streets are overrun with madness um we have seven bridges that connect the two halves of town once you blew those i mean that would significantly reduce the zombie population on this side of the river and this is the montana side of the river so we're we're good there but if i had to wait it out i think i'm i'm on the fourth floor of a building and we're the we're the highest floor so nothing's coming down Things can only come up. And I got a really thick door and some really heavy bookshelves. So I think I could just barricade the door. And then I, my window faces the oh, courtyard. Dude. I could just communicate with the other people on the other side of the courtyard. We could, like, work out a barter system with them and, like, work together as a team from our individual apartments to, like, get each other food and clothes and make sure we're all, like, safe. And we could get onto the roof if we needed to. Get some more visibility. Uh, if we needed to hide up there, I mean, how limber are these zombies? Like, can they climb up there? I don't know. You know, that's my idea. I really want to. I really want to watch a TV show about the like the three of us and our families, like trying to survive in our. Maybe different that's ways. the future of this podcast. It's Maybe. a it's a television series about oh, three brothers trying to survive a zombie apocalypse. I'd be down for that. It's called Free Range Waffles. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> Yeah, that sounds good. All right, yeah. that's, that's all I wanted to talk about today. And we've, we've checked that box off. We did. We've got we CJ, box. do you have anything to say? Um, well, I was going to share something. Um, it's not actually, I don't know, it may not be that interesting to you guys, but I discovered um, a person who lived in um, the kind of late 1800s, early 1900s. His name is George Hackenschmidt. And Hackenschmidt. Hackenschmidt. And George Hackenschmidt was kind of the one of the original weightlifters. He was one of the first people um, in, in modern world, in a recorded time, um, to lift weights on a competitive level as, you know, as a professional. Um, and it was just very interesting. I didn't really, I didn't know anything about him. Uh, Rogue Fitness came out with a uh, short documentary on him and it's really fascinating so he didn't he didn't um a lot of the things that he did are not that exceptional in comparison to modern day athletes but right. nobody had ever done it before so for example bench press he was one of the first people to really start doing a bench press and nobody really did that um they just didn't i don't know that they, they they didn't uh, lift weights recreationally to right. build muscle or to stay fit or healthy or anything else. So he he kind of did this as like he was just born naturally this way. He was just a freak. He was super strong. Uh, when he was in like grade school, he could um, overhead press around 200 pounds, which wow. is just from like from your chest all the way up. But he would do weird things with um you know stones or he picked up a small horse he lifted a small horse off the ground 
was he abused as a child? That's all. That's my. Hmm. That's the first thing that came to mind. Um, I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't know. But I, I was just like, why does one learn that they can overhead press? <laughs> but he was just he was an extremely strong kid, and he like did a lot of different. You know, I kind of worked on the farm and did different things. He was um, um, he lived in Estonia, so that might oh, yeah. answer some of your questions. That answers all of my questions. Yeah, um, yes. something about Russians. They're strong. Yeah. Um, did, but did you? Did you realize that this guy lived until 1968? Yes. Yeah. I did. That's weird. He he did a lot of this work. Like he was born in 1877, um, but most of his career was kind of between um, like 1890 and 1910, something like that, like before World War One. Okay. Um, but he would do um he, he actually he was a power lifter um as that was kind of his main profession for a number of years and won lots of records with that um set set live or world records and then um injured he injured one of i think it was one of his shoulders and it limited him from ever really being able to lift um weights over his head so then he went into wrestling um and over the course of his career he had over three thousand wrestling wins and really he only lost a like i i well one stat i saw said that he only lost two in his entire career um the documentary i watched didn't say that but he um he he won over three thousand matches and the he did uh, Greco-Roman wrestling, which is very different than our current yeah. wrestling. Very grapply. Very grapply. Um, lots. They used a lot of core strength, a lot of like kind of just grabbing of wrists and twisting and throwing. You know, like just different. It's very different than um, than what we had in the states. So it was it was very interesting. Yeah, he was obviously the master at what he did there, and in in the late eighteen hundreds became a very wealthy. Um, man for it. So he was kind of one of the first professional athletes in that regard. Interesting. But he was just so unique. Nobody had ever seen somebody who um, had the physique like him. If you look up pictures of him. I yeah, mean, it's he's, crazy. I was I was just doing that. Yeah, he's, I mean, it, like, you know, you compare him to somebody like Arnold. Um, he's definitely not on that level, but but there's right. always the first. I mean, the fastest right. man on earth is always changing, but the first fastest man on earth. There's the first, exactly. Was, and yeah. he, he was kind of that first strongest man in the world. Crazy. Um, he, and he developed um, a, a type of squat that is still used today called the Hackett squat. Huh. And it was, you basically squat with the bar behind you. So it's kind of underneath you and you, mm. you pick it up that way. So your arms are behind your back. And the weight is behind you to pick it up. So he did a, he set the record with 187 pounds. He lifted a a stone that was 187 pounds behind his back. Wow. And he would, he would lift one armed shoulder presses from the ground. He would do 145 pounds with one arm. He'd pick it up from the ground and then he would lift it above his head in sets of 12. He could do Jeez. up to 214 pounds was his one rep 
max, which is, again, if you compare that to a lot oh. of our like strongmen, like Hafthor or something, it's it's not it's not up to par with them. But for the first of his kind, he was just a complete freak. Nobody knew what to do with him. Um, right. But what was he lifting? What was the weight? I mean, what was um, it made out lots of? Lots of like stones and steel. They developed they through his right. career. They kind of developed the current dumbbell which was just like a steel shaft with two uh-huh. balls on the end right so he just kind of um they developed some of these things because they didn't have those tools um so yeah it was very interesting he was he was kind of a renaissance man too he, he did a lot of um performing and things like that with that but he did um cycling swimming jumping gymnastics and weightlifting wow. so he did a whole bunch of things and then and during his wrestling career, he went to wrestle um, the kind of the head, uh, the, the guy, uh, his name is Frank Gotch in the U.S. Um, and he wrestled him and Frank Gotch was kind of the the top dog in the U.S. with our different style of wrestling, which was it was different than the Greco-Roman, a little more scrappy, um, you know, just not quite as many rules, I guess. But he um, he went and wrestled with him, and it, they kind of played. He kind of played him a little bit, and was like all oiled up and greasy. Like that's just kind of their style. So he was like really slippery. Like it was just kind of weird. The, the Greco-Roman, they would just grab. You know, he'd grab you by the wrist, and then they right. would use. You, they would pull and throw you over, and, and kind of, and that's how you would win. But in the American style wrestling, it was more of like you get down on the ground, and you pin him, and you, you choke him out or whatever. Right. And so he couldn't grab a hold of him. And so he ended up losing the match, even though he was like significantly stronger and, you know, f- more favored. Um, and that was kind of an interesting setback in his career. And then a few years later, he did the same thing. They came back and he, he was fighting an injury and he lost again through kind of some shady tactics on, um, gotcha's side but he just kind of retired at like towards the beginning of world war one um or yeah world war one or two um but he kind of retired in france and started writing uh philosophy books wow yeah (laughs) started just doing a lot more thinking he wrote a book called the way to live um and it's actually still published today but it's it's just kind of a uh, yeah, it's a book on philosophy, on how to stay healthy, how to make choices, kind of how to be a man type thing, from what I'm understanding. I'd like to read it. I just found it really fascinating. So, yeah. I don't know. It It's kind of a – it's not interesting to everybody, but I found it really fascinating because it, he was just the first of his kind. Nobody yeah. knew what to do with that. They, did, they had never totally. seen somebody like this do what he did. And so it right. was just a – an interesting no, I think that that's, part of history. I think that's very interesting. I, I was just looking him up as you were talking about him. Apparently, uh, Theodore Roosevelt once said, while president, that if he wasn't president of the United States, the one person he would like to be is yeah. uh, George Hackenschmidt. <laughs> yeah, he would do something like that. Yeah. That's interesting. I, I think those are fascinating stories because, like, back in the day, like, Jesse Owens was the fastest man on earth and he ran 34 miles or uh, uh, kilometers per hour in in the 30s but then Usain Bolt ran 44 kilometers per hour like five years ago you know right. and at the mm-hmm. time 
I mean, that's 10 kilometers an hour difference, which mm-hmm. for the rest of us is, let's see, 21 miles per hour versus 27. That's still six miles per hour. That's a huge, that's a huge gap to, yeah. to bridge in, in, you know, I mean, I guess close to 100 years there from the 30s to, the, to 2009. Right. But in 80 years, you know, six miles per hour faster. Right. Is Even, a new world record. It makes me wonder where, you know, what, what that's going to continue to, to look like. Oh yeah, and even when yeah. you know the first the first uh, person to break a four minute mile, yeah, it took it took years. I mean, I think it was in the I think it was in like maybe the sixties or maybe it was even the nineties, but it it wasn't that long ago. But since then, thousands of people have done it. It's yeah. just it's just being the first. You're like, yeah. is this even possible? I don't know. And then somebody does it, and then. Everybody knows it is possible. They train for that. You know, it's just yeah. It's fascinating I mean, to see like, that first step. That used to be the reputation that Everest had too. Where it's right. like, oh, the mm-hmm. unclimbable mountain, and now it's like, oh no, we do tours. <laughs> like, like you yeah. can you can totally do it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, as long as yeah. you have a big enough checkbook, you can do it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. As long as you have enough natives helping you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but no, it just is curious to me on in two in two ways. I wonder what the future looks like for those sports. Like, I mean, I don't know what Hafthor Bjornsson can lift or whatever. Is, that's his name, right? Hafthor Bjornsson. Hafthor. He's like yeah. the strongest man in the world. Yeah, he but is. Right like, now. he can lift like five hundred pounds or something ridiculous. And I just wonder oh, yeah. where where we're going, you know, what's yeah. the next strongest man in the world look like mm-hmm. compared to, to, compared to the previous, what's the next fastest man in the world look like? And right. is, and is there a cap? Like, do we reach a point where you can't get faster? <laughs> right. You know, at what point do we be like, Oh, I remember 300 years ago, Usain Bolt was the fastest man alive. Right. <laughs> no one's ever been faster than him. Right. And, then, and that's yeah, when people become going to be right. And that's when people enter like their Hercules level of, of fame yeah you know and everything ceases to to be real anymore (laughs) right right yeah um it is it is really fascinating to see that progression uh through history and yeah it's really interesting another interesting character to look at is uh eugene sandow um rogue also did a a um documentary on him kind of a similar type guy um, lots of exhibition lifts, very strong. The biggest thing was his extreme definition. Um, nobody, it, it just very, you know, low body fat, but high muscle um, density and just hit an extreme amount of definition. So he kind of was, um, I mean, obviously not, but kind of the inventor of the six pack. Kind of, he was like, the, one of the first people to kind of have it and flaunt it, like use it as like, Hey, this is kind of a status symbol almost. It's very interesting. He, he was also um, really into fig leaf photography. <laughs> yeah, he was, um, he was, he became a model for the fitness world, for the fitness industry. He became, he actually is cast as multiple statues um, in different art um, exhibits and museums and things like that. A lot of different artists used him as the the model they would actually cast uh like plaster cast of his body to make statues so it's very interesting but gosh yeah that's probably but anyway it's very interesting so that's um that's what new thing i've found interesting that's that that actually is interesting 
Yeah, that actually <laughs> is pretty interesting. I gotta admit, when you start we started talking about, it, I was like, "This is gonna be pretty boring." I can already tell. But yeah. I was Gee, thanks, guys. I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. No problem. No problem. And that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to episode five of Free Range Waffles. Um, tune in next week to hear whatever we're going to be talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll leave it as a cliffhanger. <laughs> Peace. Peace out. See you guys.